This episode of The Code is brought to you by MoveMate, the award-winning active standing board that makes the perfect companion to your computer workstation. This is Dr. Andrew Fix, physical therapist and host of The Code. I can't recommend this product enough. Since I started using it, I notice I'm more focused during meetings, less uncomfortable while working on the computer, and simply more productive. Not to mention, the small activity you get while using it is great for your body and sure beats sitting in a chair the whole day. Do yourself a favor and order yours today. Visit www.letsmovemate.com slash Dr. Andrew Fix. While you're there, use promo code DRA15 to take 15% off the price. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Code, your guide to health and human performance. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Fix from Physio Room, a performance-based rehab facility here in Denver. On this podcast, we're going to explore the key areas of your life that impact your overall health and wellness, from sleep hygiene and stress management to nutrition, movement, relationships, and more. We bring you conversations with industry experts and top performers to share strategies they have for cracking the code on health and human performance. Now let's get to today's show. What's going on, guys? Dr. Andrew Fix back here for another episode on the code. Thank you so much for joining. Man, I hope you whatever you were doing. This is a Monday morning as I'm recording this episode, but hope you had an awesome weekend. Hope you had an awesome day. Hope you have an awesome day planned uh, whenever you're listening to this. And however you're tuning in, just really appreciate your time, your effort to hop on here. And um, let's just dive right into it, okay? So what this episode is going to be is just a quick, you know, I don't really have much notes. I do have another screen up that I'm going to pull some information from to share with you guys. But what this episode is going to be is a quick recap of my experience, my wife Erin and I's experience at the DecaFit World Championships that was in Dallas, Texas, uh, early December of 2023, the weekend, not immediately following Thanksgiving, like not Black Friday, but the one after, a full week after Thanksgiving. And it was it was something that uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to qualify for uh, based off an event that happened here in the Denver area. And then you know, I have not competed in in any sort of like competition or race or anything like that outside of the gym that I'm in due to some Achilles challenges that I've been going through. I've shared some of that on other episodes of this podcast. But, um, you know, when I got the email that said, hey, you have qualified for the world championships, I was kind of taken aback like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I wasn't necessarily trying to qualify. I immediately thought, though, Man, our schedule is very busy, but I got to find a way to sign up for this because I had not done anything that was like competition related or had like a goal or a carrot out there that I've been chasing for a very long time. And and I've kind of missed that. And, um, you know, signing up for races or doing competitions, being involved in sports for so many years uh, in my youth, in high school and in college, uh, I've just been sort of missing that that piece. So I get this email and I talked to Aaron and I said, Hey, do you want to go to Dallas, Texas? You know, we've not really ever spent any time there. We've been to the airports, but I want to sign up for this event. Here's when it's going to be. And she's always so supportive, you guys. And I don't know if she'll listen to this episode or not, but she's always so supportive. She's, you know, if I want to do something, unless she absolutely thinks it's a bad idea, she is behind it 100% and encouraging that to happen if she knows it's something that I really want to do. So, um, so we, we signed up for it. We bought the, the flights and everything. We went down there and, um, just because we love traveling so much, we 
planned an extra day or two, I think two, two extra days, one on the front end, one on the back end to just go hang around, explore the area and not just travel in, travel out for this quick event. And what I want to talk about is like what our experience was like down there. Some of the things that come to mind when it comes to training and, um, and competition and accountability and, um, and just some of the things I learned, some major takeaways. So first off, let me explain what DECA is. So DECA, D-E-K-A, you know, kind of like a decathlon. I know that's spelled differently, but, but it's a 10-station it's a fitness event. And uh, DECA Fit is, is sort of the name of the umbrella. This is like the same company that puts on Spartan races, right? So Spartan, DecaFit, uh, kind of synonymous there. And they have this functional fitness, 10-station long competition or event called DECA. And there's three categories to it. So there's what's called DECA Strong, which is the one that I participated in. That's where you go through the 10 stations as fast as you can, completing all the required reps of the required exercises and movements and crossing the finish line. And then you record your time and then you get what's considered a mark. You get a DECA mark. And then they have two, two additional tiers of that. They have what's called the DECA mile. Again, there's 10 stations. So you would run one-tenth of a mile preceding each one. And um, that just takes a little bit longer, a little bit more of a aerobic challenge. And then for an even more aerobic challenge, they have what's called the DECA fit and that's where you run 500 meters prior to each station. So you would run a 5K, 5,000 meters um, throughout the time of doing this, sprinkled in 500 meters before each, uh, each event. And that takes, obviously, a little bit longer to complete as well. So the three different uh, categories, strong, mile, and fit, uh, they challenge you differently, right? You wouldn't be expecting to go through the stations as fast in something where you're doing so much running prior to each station, prior to each movement. Unless, of course, you're in phenomenal shape. But obviously, even the people that participate, there, there were people at this event that participated in each of the three categories. And they know they're going to do the movements at a different pace or speed in those three different categories when there's so much more running or not mixed in. But one of the things, you guys, that I just realized and remembered is there are so many really good athletes out there. We were watching some people compete that were in like elite categories on the female side and on the male side who are just physical specimens. And what I'm not saying is that they're just like naturally talented, gifted. Of course, there's a lot of those people too. But it was very obvious that these people have put a lot of time and effort, dedication into their training. And they've been working and pushing their bodies really hard. And then they were able to display that in this competition format. And it was just amazing to watch how fast some of these individuals were working through these stations um, in the times that they were putting up. But then what was also cool is just seeing the, like, the environment and the camaraderie. And you have total strangers cheering other total strangers on. And it is very hard when you're in that sort of an environment not to get like, grabbed up and pulled along with the, the positive high energy that is there. And that's one of my favorite things about whether it's running races and you're running a local 5k in your neighborhood or a turkey trot or something. We just had Thanksgiving. Or if you are like really training for something that is like a big time race and you're trying to do something very challenging. When you're in those types of environments, the people there, like everyone's working towards the same thing. Everyone's working towards the same goal. Everyone's there trying to push themselves or do something for somebody else. 
And the, the environment and the mood and the energy is just so high. And that's half the reason that people love these things, right? You get around a lot of other people that are like-minded and it's just, it's hard not to continue to do the things when you're in that sort of a space. So let's talk about what these, uh, what these zones were, these 10 zones. And again, I'm just glancing at this other screen because I have it right here so that I don't uh, mix up the order of these. Because in each of these categories, deck of strong, deck of mile, deck of fit, you go through these in the same order. So with or without running preceding each one. So zone one, we've got what's called a 30 ram alternating reverse lunges. What a ram is, is it's just essentially a weighted roller that you can grab. Males and females and children use different weights. And basically you pick that thing up off the floor, you put it over one shoulder or both, and you do 30 alternating reverse lunges. After you complete those, you move on to zone two, which is the rowing machine, and you row 500 meters on the rower, okay? After you finish the rower, you move on to zone three, which is called 20 box jump or step overs. And um, basically you have a 24 inch box. You're standing on one side of it. You go up and over it, two feet up and two feet down to the other side. And you have to do 20 reps of that. You can jump, you can step up and over. You can kind of do like a little skip and a hop, which is probably the quickest way to do it. But, um, but nonetheless, 20 times, two feet up, two feet down laterally across the box. Uh, you move on to the fourth zone, which is uh, you have a weighted medicine ball and you do 25 medicine ball sit-ups or sit-up throws, depending on which category you're competing in. Basically, that means you take that medicine ball, you sit down, you lay down, excuse me, you set the ball, tap the ball to the ground behind your head, and then you either tap it in between your feet or you throw it up at a target, catch it and go back down. You do 25 reps of this, uh, of this weighted sit-up. You move on to the fifth zone, which is a ski erg machine. Um, you may, may have seen these by concept two. It's got two handles. You pull down, preferably with a hinge, so that you're using your legs, just like you would be trying to power yourself while you're skiing. And uh, you do the ski machine, ski erg machine, for 500 meters. The sixth zone, we uh, take a little bit of a break from, from the legs, and we incorporate the arms in and the grip strength in quite a bit. Uh, it's a 100-meter farmer's carry. The way that they had that set up is you pick up the weights, you walk forward or, or shuffle or run or whatever you're doing. You move forward 10 meters, you cross both feet across a line, you turn back around, you go the other way, you go back and forth 10 meters, 10 lengths of the floor. So five times down and back. And uh, if you need to set the weights down, you do, and then you pick them back up and you can carry on your way. You move on to the seventh zone where we use the last machine. Uh, it's an air bike. So what they were using was called an assault bike. Many of you may have heard of that. And um, you set your seat up to wherever you want and you pedal for 25 calories on the assault bike or on the air bike. And then we've got a couple stations left before you finish the 10. So the eighth zone is a dead ball shoulder over. So you have to do 20 reps. There's a heavy medicine ball on the floor. You pick it up. Drop it over your shoulder, pick it back up, drop it over your shoulder, and you do 20 reps of that. And again, men, women, and children use a different weight ball. And if you are in the uh, DECA fit category, you uh, rather than dropping it over your shoulder, you drop it over a wall or a little, mm, we'll call it a pipe, like a barrier, and then you move to the other side, pick it back up. So instead of just throwing it over your shoulder, you're putting it over a target. The final two zones, zone nine, is a sled or a tank push and pull. So you have a loaded up sled 
again, different weights for, for different people. You drive it forward 10 meters, you pull it back 10 meters, and you do that for a total of 100 meters. And then the last zone, again, with that ram, that weighted roller, is 20 ram burpees. So what you do, the ram is on the floor, you drop your chest down to it, you hop back up or step back up, however you're doing your burpee, and then you lift that roller above your head, that ram above your head, just to create some space between the top of your head and the bottom of that roller. Doesn't have to be a full extension of the arms, but it does have to get fully above your head. So, and then, you know, it's just a time-based thing. It is based on competition with you and yourself. You know, you, you go through it, you see what time you get. And then if you ever decide to go through it again, you know, naturally the challenge is, can I do better than I did before? Or how did I go through this? Can I do it in a more uh, strategic way? So, all right, now that we're all on the same page of like what it is, one of the things that I think is, you know, it's not like every person in the world obviously participates in this. There are so many different types of fitness out there. There, I mean, you could run, you could bike, you could lift weights in more of a bodybuilding sort of strength training format. You could lift weights in a high intensity format. You could do CrossFit. You could hike, you could swim. There's so many different things you can do. And that's one of my favorite pieces of exercise is there's so much variety. Not everyone likes doing the same thing. Um, some people get bored easily. Some people are dealing with different types of aches and pains and um, chronic injuries that they've dealt with over their life. And everybody has a different level of fitness and you can sort of tailor something to yourself. What I do like about this event and and CrossFit and all the other different types of lifting is that it's based off of like functional movements that we need to do, right? We're using the, the ski erg machine. Well, there's many people that ski. We're using a bike. Many people bike. It's a great non-impact way, low impact way to get your heart rate up and challenge yourself from all four limbs at the same time. We're picking a ball up and dropping it over our shoulders. I mean, how often do we have to pick things up off the floor? Pretty much every day. So you're just doing things that we have to do in our daily life. You're just doing it in a fitness-based format where there's a time component to it. And, um, and I think it's awesome, right? How we can just create fitness or structure fitness around activities that we have to do in our, in our daily life. And really, that's a good way to do it. Because if you're challenging yourself in the same movement patterns that you have to use every day, well, probably when you go encounter those movements during your day, squatting, deadlifting, picking things up off the floor, holding and carrying things like a farmer's carry. If you've been doing those in your training, it's probably going to be easier for you to do when you have to do it in your day-to-day -day life. So then again, uh, I think the, the experience we had down there was just so, um, you know, when you push yourself and, you know, you're, yeah, you're competing against the other people, but really you're competing against yourself is whether you're able to do it or not, there's just this huge sense of personal satisfaction at the end, right? You're exhausted, you're breathing heavy, you're sweating, but you know, like, man, I gave this event my all. And I think there's really something to be said for that. And this is not like a pat on your back thing. There were so many people there and you could just see the joy and the enthusiasm on their face, their family's faces, because they know they had accomplished something that they were working really hard towards. And I just think it's amazing. I think um, 
Watching other people do things motivates you to want to do it. And then when you go push yourself, they're right there to give you a high five, pat you on the back and, um, and tell you good job, way to accomplish that. And it's just this positive reinforcement cycle. It's like when you have, you know, it, it's always easier, I feel like, to, from a camaraderie and an accountability standpoint to like lift or do fitness in either a group format or with a partner or a, or a small group of people where it's like me and my two buddies, we go to the gym, we meet there every morning at six or, or whatever your scenario is, because you don't want to let that other person down, right? Like you don't want to not show up unless you're really not feeling well or something, because you know, they're counting on you to be there and you're counting on them to be there. And it's a little harder to just like cancel and not do that than if you're just working out by yourself. It's easy to to make excuses for that type of stuff. And we we hear it every day, right? We all have the same challenges. Everyone's busy with different things. Some people have family, some people don't. Um, our world's about to get turned upside down with ours, our child on the way, uh, due in March. And we all have 24 hours in the day. Like time is a barrier for everybody that I know, every client that I work with, every client that our team members at Physio Room work with, every team member on our team at Physio Room, like time is a challenge. And at the end of the day, you just have to try to figure it out, find a way to structure and time block your schedule to allow you to do the things that are truly important to you and work them in. One thing that I really like in this type of fitness, this high intensity, short time duration type of setting is you can get a lot of work in, in a short time period. Walking is great, right? Going for a walk is great. But at the end of the day, if your goal is to burn a lot of calories or challenge yourself respiratory wise, cardiovascular wise, or, or strength wise, it's really hard to do that walking. And if you're going to, it takes quite a long time. You would have to like load yourself up with a backpack or a rucksack, or you'd have to be walking up some steep hills for a lot of people to really challenge yourself cardiovascularly. And to get any sort of substantial workout in for a lot of people, I'm not saying for everybody, you, you would have to potentially walk for a long time. And that's hard to do sometimes when time is of the essence is and time is what the biggest barrier is for people. So when we can work out in this like high intensity environment where you're doing things fast, you're doing things that are challenging and you're doing things in movement patterns that we have to do. Wow. I mean, it's like a win, win, win all the way around. Right. So I think uh, I'm not saying you need to sign up for this DECA, DECA event. Like I said, I've done two of them in my life. And what I did love, though, is I just missed that, that competition, that camaraderie, the, the pushing yourself and trying to improve your score or your time on something. Because what we know is, you know, I'm a pretty naturally competitive person. I've been involved in sports so long in my life, uh, pretty much since I was like six. And not that everyone has to be competitive. But what we know in business, in personal life, in fitness is what gets measured gets managed and what gets often measured gets improved um, because we have a target. We have a number that we're shooting for. We're not just showing up at the gym. We're showing up for a run and just doing what feel what we feel like doing that day. And there's a time and a place for that. When you're trying to do active recovery, when you are trying to just get moving and you're really not motivated my gosh, just showing up and doing something and checking that box is so, so important. But if you have goals that you're like really trying to reach, there has to be some sort of context to that. You have to track what you're doing. You have to measure what you're doing. How much did you lift? How far did you run? How fast? How far did you jump? 
How quickly did you go through these stations? And when we have time or when we have data, we can measure and track these things and then we can work to improve it and just use it as a landmark. So whatever type of fitness or activities you're into, you enjoy doing, man, keep doing it. And if if you ever feel like you're starting to get, you know, not burned out, but like a little less motivated or a little bored with the thing that you're doing, there are so many types of exercise that you could do. And uh, personally, I like to have as much variety in that as possible. I mean, I love to to resistance train and lift weights. I love to to run and and do things like that. But what I also love is just having a lot of variety, whether that's yoga, whether that's biking, whether that's hiking. And I think it just keeps it really fresh. It keeps keeps me feeling like I can go do different things on different days without uh, being too concerned about it. If someone wants to play a little basketball game, well, let's go do it. Someone wants to go for a hike, let's go do it. And um, I just think that's sort of like why. Why do I exercise? Why do I work out? Is is so that I can do the things that I want to do, so that I can play with the kids that we're about to have and play play sports or whatever, throw a ball around. And um, I just hope you find the thing that you like, you go do it, you keep doing it as long as you want to, as long as humanly possible, because that's really what our bodies are made to do. So again, I think major takeaways from this event is when you can get yourself around a tribe of people that are going to push you and you're going to push them, the environment is just so uplifting and the accountability is at a high and um, it's a great place to be. You've heard me say before, your environment is stronger than your willpower. And um, man, just find your tribe, whatever it is you like to do and spend time with those people. Number two, when you have something that you're training for, when there's like a goal out there, it is so much easier to push yourself. When I got that email that said, hey, you qualified for this, and I decided to sign up with no change to what the programming was in my training here uh, here in the gym, I just noticed I naturally pushed myself a little bit harder for those like six or seven weeks before that event, because I just had something that I was training for, as opposed to just training to be in shape, which is also a fine, fine goal. But if you have something that you're training for, it just helps keep you a little bit more motivated, keep you a little bit more accountable. And um, and I think it's a good thing to have. So whatever it is that you want to do, even if it's just you're setting a goal for yourself to be able to squat a certain amount of weight, like have something that you're working towards, your purpose, your why to doing it. And that'll help hold you a little bit more accountable, help you push it and help you stay motivated on those days where you just really don't feel like doing it. And then, man, like I said, I hadn't competed in quite a while. Boy, did I get butterflies before this because I wanted to perform well. I haven't done something fitness related that was really challenging where my spouse, my wife was watching me in a while. So I also, you know, I was trying to put on a good example and um, she was videotaping this at the time too. I don't know if any of you guys saw this on our live feed for physio room on social media, but um, man, I just knew there were eyeballs on. There were a lot of people there at the event watching. I wanted to do really well. I wanted to do well for myself and try to improve my time. And um, yeah, so I, man, did I get the butterflies and my stomach was, was turning and I haven't felt that in a long time. And some of you might, might uh, have that same feeling like public speaking or doing your type of competition or fitness, but uh, man, did I kind of miss it? It felt a little weird, but um, I used to feel that a lot in sports. And then if you enjoy, like we do, like Aaron and I do, traveling and exploring around, having some sort of fitness, having some sort of physical activity that you are 
participating in and enjoying in to me is a great way for you to like build that in to your travel experiences. Maybe you're traveling to a new city for a marathon. Maybe you're traveling to a new city for an event like this. Maybe when you travel, because fitness is something you really like to do, you're making a point to drop into a local CrossFit gym there and go hop into a class and do the workout with them and just get, get some of your normal routine, your normal activity while you're on the road traveling. And it's something we love to do. We try to do fitness everywhere that we go so that we're able to travel and able to keep our routine in check along the way. And it's not because we feel like we have to work out. It's because we really enjoy training and we enjoy being physically active. And uh, it's not like we're feeling guilty about eating out or anything like that. We had a lot of barbecue when we were in Texas. We had dessert with that. We had ice cream and um, we don't feel bad about those things. It's just part of the trip and it's part of the experience. And, uh, and it was awesome. So I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble about this DECA fit world championships. Like I said, it was a, it was a cool experience. Maybe I'll do it again. I, and, um, any of you that did tune into that live feed, I really appreciate that. And if you have something that you want to do, I would love to hear what your goals are. We at physio room would love to hear what your goals are so that we can help be a resource for you reaching those. And more importantly, so we can help celebrate you when you accomplish it, right? Or uh, or when you improve something that you've been trying to improve. We want to help you celebrate that. And we want to shout you out. We want to give you a high five. So um, thank you again for tuning into this episode of The Code. And uh, man, if you've not already done so, you know, if you've heard this on other episodes, we do have a goal. We're trying to reach 500, excuse me, 200 five-star reviews on this podcast on whatever platform it is that you're using to listen to this. So if you've not already done it, please go drop a review on there, share some thoughts and uh, maybe share what your goals are. If you listen to this episode and um, hopefully we catch you on another episode of the code in the future. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye. Hey guys, Dr. Andrew Fix from Physio Room here. Thanks again for tuning in to listen to us on The Code. Really appreciate your time. And for that, I want to share a special offer from Physio Room extended to you guys. So if you want to have an opportunity to work with us at Physio Room for any fitness, performance rehab, pain relief, whatever that might be, when you reach out to us to schedule your appointment in person or virtual, we're going to offer you 20% off for being a code listener. So just be sure to mention that you heard about it on the podcast, and we will make sure to extend that offer to you. We look forward to working with you. Thank you so much, guys.